On this episode of the Atlanta Startup Podcast, we are sitting down with Rachel Wilson, who is the head of operations for Collab Capital. Welcome in, Rachel. Hi, Mecca. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I wanted you to share, before we dive deep into the amazing work that's taking place at Collab Capital, I wanted you to share a little bit about your background and how you got into VC. Yes, of course. Um, I always say that the way I got into VC is very unconventional. But I think that uh, for many people of color and, and women, people with different diverse backgrounds, getting into VC, unconventional property is the way that they do get in. Um, so grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. My father is a service-disabled uh, veteran, was in the Army in uh, Germany. Uh, we lived there for about 10, 11 years. Um, but even then, he was very entrepreneurial, started his own restaurant <laughs> whilst in the, in the uh, military out there, um, and continued to do that when we moved over to Atlanta, like, you know, the black mecca of, of entrepreneurs, um, as, as well as other things uh, as well, and just always was very exposed to entrepreneurship. But uh, through that journey of his, saw the challenges with access to capital, always bootstrapping, always, you know, uh, pitching, but always had really great relationships with banks, always thought of going into banks to make sure he had great banker relationships. So I just knew how important it was to have access to capital growth for business. Fast forward, um, as I, you know, gained additional experience through my economics background and supply chain background, just got really interested in the space. Um, and when I was moving back from New York and back to Atlanta, uh, my boyfriend, now husband, had said, hey, you should join this Google for Startups event that's happening. And I ended up going and met Justin Dawkins, who's one of the now partners of Lab Capital. And he just briefly mentioned, hey, Google friends of mine are getting ready to start a venture fund where we're going to you know, unapologetically invest black innovators. And I was like, whatever that is, I got to do it. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> that's how I got in. I uh, talked to to Justin, found out that we knew a lot of the same people. Uh, Barry Gibbons and I knew each other from my days in New York, working for uh, Wine and Spirits Company up there. Um, Jewel and I knew some of the same people. So uh, it was really just meant to be. And I really was going to be able to be their right hand really work on the things that I do, which was operations and business development. And those skills have been really helpful in what I do every day. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when let's dive deep into Collab Capital. What stage do, do you all typically invest in? And what's typically the type of investment size when it comes to checks? And also wanted to find out a little bit about the startups that you all focus on. Yeah. So Collab Capital has its first inaugural fund that we raised back in 2020 um, through 2021 for over $51 million. And we specifically invest in the Black-owned, led, tech-enabled companies, um, industry agnostic, but tend to lean uh, heavily in the themes of future of work, future of care, and um, some future of learning. So EdTech but leaning really heavily in the space of infrastructure enablement, the things, quality of life, the way that we live, the spaces that we live in, the water, resources, uh, just the waste, 
infrastructure of our facilities we work and live in. Um, really interested in the ESG aspects of those businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend not to look into um, highly uh, research-heavy, R&D-heavy spaces. So definitely like the sector uh, or segment of B2B staff companies. We check sizes of 500000 to a million out of our first fund. And we've allocated, uh, I would say, a little over $20 million out of that amount that we have so far. Most of the rest of it will be going to reinvestment, and we're looking to probably invest in another, you know, maybe five to six more companies um, out of Fund One. Currently raising for our second fund, which will really focus on the stages of seed and Series A, whereas our first fund is pre-seed a few Series A companies. Second fund will be for $100 million. Uh, currently raising that now, closing that out next year and um, hoping to do check sizes from there of a million to five million. Okay. And then, so for founders that are listening in and they're interested, they are African-American founders, um, which obviously the statistics show that there's such a great need where African-Americans receive less than, I believe it's 3% in funding for their startups. And that's something that Collab Capital has really, you know, made sure that they're going to support this support African-American founders in this way, how does a founder go about getting in front of Collab Capital? What's typically the process? So there's two ways that I recommend. One is definitely going to our website. We have an application. People can fill it out. And that comes through our our funnel. Our analysts send it out to us do some preliminary review of the business. If there is an interest, we'll set up calls and dig a little further um, from there. Another way uh, that I definitely recommend is to look at the type of companies that we have in our portfolio. Follow and understand the work, the places, and thought leadership that comes out of the team, especially the partners of Collab Capital, so you can understand if what your business is is a fit and if it makes sense. If it does and you have relationships, circle around, use the circle of influence. You know, try to reach out to the people that you know to make, have them make, you know, soft intros to folks at Collab Capital, like the partners, myself, or any of our other teammates. Then from there, once you've gotten a chance to kind of maybe have a first initial call with someone, understand really if, if it is a good fit, go ahead and apply and then go through the process. Okay. What do you find that is the biggest need when it comes to the founders that you all do take on, the founders that you do invest in? What's the biggest need for you when you see African-American founders? Personally, I feel that the biggest need is the network capital, social capital, human capital. Yes, there's definitely a need for actual financial capital <laughs> for founders. There's definitely a disparity in the amount of allocation that is going to Black businesses, and there is very much a need there. But in addition to that, we also need to make sure there's diversity in these companies that are utilizing services and products every day that go into our communities and have our communities consume their services and products. They should be doing business with our communities as well. That's how wealth is going to be generated and sustainable. So we need the cash to 
that we can continue to grow. Sometimes we need a diversification in the types of cash allocation we receive, capital allocation, whether that is debt as well as equity options like venture. But we also need to make sure that these companies and these um, founders have the, the ability to work with large companies that have already received amazing contracts with the huge corporations, especially those that made specific commitments out of the unrest that was happening during 2020 and over the many years that they've said that they are have an interest in our diversity. That is also part of um, environmental, social, and governance work. And so to me, if, if that is also played into opportunities of, of success for, for founders, I think we would see a lot more um, of companies be getting, getting those opportunities. So a good point of that is like the work that Aerial Investments is doing in this space with their, their black funds that they have, black project funds that they have. So they have over a billion dollars where they are actually purchasing companies that may not necessarily be Black-owned, but they're putting in place diverse leadership. And they also are choosing companies that will have the ability to then already have the ability, already have contracts with major corporations and big businesses. The reason why they did that, and uh, we had a chance to have Melody Hobson speak to um, a group that I'm a part of called Black Women in BC, which I know we'll talk about later, and she mentioned how important it was not only to have the means, the dollars, but because these companies already have these contracts and they're putting in place these diverse teams, it is making sure that there's going to be community development, economic development with these companies. So you're mm-hmm. not just continuing to have them fundraise, but you're also making sure that they have the ability to succeed beyond the initial cash infusion that they're receiving. No, that that absolutely makes sense. And and you talk about, you know, what came out in 2020 and 2021 um, with the the unrest that happened, you know, specifically a lot of companies really focusing on diversity and inclusion and making sure that when they sat down and looked at the companies that they were actually working with, identifying whether or not their portfolio was diverse when it came to supplier diversity and the vendors that they're working with. And so I love that, you know, Melody is is doing that as well to ensure that the companies aren't just receiving the funding, but that they actually have the resources that they have, the contracts needed in order to, to be successful. And, and leaning into that with Collab Capital, with the founders that come on board with you all, what is the process for helping them with that process to set them up for success when it comes to securing contracts? Is there anything in place that assists those founders? There's so much work that's being done with a lot of founders. And you mentioned Melody, Melody, who actually supports founders and making sure that they have the access to the contracts. And really, we saw a lot of a movement that happened in 2020, 2021 from a lot of companies wanting to really ensure that they diversified their portfolio, um, specifically with supplier diversity. And really, founders need that in order to be successful, no matter how great your company is. If you don't have, if you're not on contract with some of these major corporations, you're not going to be as successful. So how does Collab Capital, with such a big name and and big space here in Georgia, how do you all ensure that the founders that you all work with have those introductions to those companies? Yeah, it's a great question, Mecca. So 
we're doing a lot of great work in this space by really focusing on things that we know do matter, like profitability, having these types of access to contracts, not only from a corporate perspective, but also making and ensuring founders are educated on government contracts as well, too. So some of the things that we've done, for example, build playbooks around sales. Um, I've created one around supplier diversity, specifically how to get certified, whether that is through corporate opportunities or government contract opportunities. Um, the different resources that are available here in Georgia, Georgia Tech Procurement Center, which is really helpful at providing guidance for free on how to get access to. We also align some of our founders with what we call growth partners. So these are people who have specific areas of expertise and networks that can quickly and exponentially get them to the spaces and people that will help them grow. And it's in a way that doesn't dilute their business. We provide a portion of our carry to those folks who are growth partners. And by then that way, they're incentivized to support the founder. The founder also doesn't have to dilute their equity position with that, with that additional resource. So really another great way that we're supporting founders. And then we have some amazing LPs um, that come from the corporate space. Uh, we're doing more work to ensure that we will be able to understand what the opportunities are on their business side for RFPs, how supply diversity works, what resources they can provide to our founders and even other founders that are not even in our portfolio. We do a lot with the founders who aren't in our portfolio to make sure they have and understand ways to go after these opportunities. Absolutely. And I, and I want to say that I saw on social media last year that you all did a founders retreat or something like that. And it seemed like there was so much excitement around it. And I always say there's something so very special about bringing founders together. You know, we have the Startup Runway Showcase. You participated as a judge during the, the last Startup Runway Showcase. And when founders actually connect, I think it's so easy for founders to operate in a silo, right? They're focused on their business. They're focused on the day-to-day. And so having that support system from your LPs, um, having the opportunity for them to connect with other founders, how do you all cultivate those connection points? Even, for instance, if you want to share a little bit about Black women in VC and how you all are able to support that there. Yeah, so uh, again, another great question, Mecca, and love to talk about this. So as you mentioned, we've done a founder retreat with Collab Capital for um, all of our founders last year, uh, bringing in experts from MailChimp uh, to uh, um, business moguls and um, Black founders who've exited at large clips like Shagan Olsalana and Harmony Ventures. And so we always want to make sure we're exposing those to and resources that can help them um, to think a little bit differently, their points of view, and act differently in their businesses um, and, and give them inspiration. Mm-hmm. Obviously, also, the partners of Collab are all operators themselves, so always out and about on panels and things like that. And then we're all a part of different groups that are really supportive, and not only in the equity founders, but for diverse managers in the VC space as well. 
So as we mentioned, Black Women in D.C., um, it was started by a woman, Veronica Creed, who challenged with finding other women, other Black women who are starting in venture firms um, or have careers been in the space for some time, but how do you compete together? How do you share knowledge and resources of where you've gotten along your career, but then also performance of your funds, if that's the route that you're going from, uh, you know, actually creating a fund yourself. So uh, she was like the only black woman at the firm she was at and decided, hey, you know, how do I just kick off something? So back in 20, she started Black Women in BC by only like five people <laughs> out of San Fran. We now have over 270 um, members and growing and have had some amazing resources and people come support us from Serena and Serena Ventures, Melissa Bradley at HP Ventures, the board advisor for Black Women in BC, Jewel, my boss, big uh, ass woman, she, <laughs> she um, actually spoke to our membership as well. We had Melody Hobson come and talk to our membership about the work she's doing with aerial investment and you know, her feelings around investing into the, the, we've, we've had some really great opportunities. This August, we're doing our retreat again uh, for our members in Martin's Ventures. Uh, we'll all be coming together to get additional educational resources around investing in BC performance of our funds and access to allocators who can help us to continue to invest into diverse um, and diverse in the spaces and invest in the spaces that we care about. Uh, so really amazing work that all the ladies are doing there and so glad that you were able to allow me to talk about that on. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that sounds incredible. And it sounds that, that it's also sounds like it's also bringing together um, it's creating a space and a form for women who are likely for a lot of them are the only in their space, the only in their state or very few. So it's definitely a, a connection point. But I also see from a, from the standpoint of founders that are listening in an opportunity where if you know members are listed or, or the VCs are listed that are a part of Black women in VC, where if I am a Black woman founder that would prefer to be invested in by Black women, that's an opportunity for me to, to make some type of connection point with Black women in VC. And so yeah. I think it's amazing definitely. work. Definitely to find us on LinkedIn for that. We are going to be doing an actual pitch competition uh, next year with Serena Ventures in support. Oh, wow. With LinkedIn. So that will be an opportunity for founders to connect not only uh, with our group of VCs, but other VCs too, to get exposure. So more to come uh, for that. And will this, and Rachel, will this, um, this pitch competition that Black Women in BC is doing in conjunction with Serena Ventures, is that going to be an in-person pitch competition? Yes. So it'll be awesome. in person in New York. Wonderful. Wonderful. And founders that are from all over the U.S. can apply, or is it specific to a certain area? All over the U.S. Um, diverse founders. So it doesn't have to only be Black uh, women-led, but diverse people. That is wonderful. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us on this episode 
of the Startup Atlanta podcast. This has been such a treat. And if you can share just a little bit before we end, if you can share a little bit about how the founders, the listeners, VCs that might be listening in, if you can share a little bit about how they can stay connected to you. Yes, of course. Find me on LinkedIn. Um, definitely go to collab.capital uh, uh, for our website. For Black Women VC, check us out on LinkedIn as well, as well as Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us. This has been another episode of the Atlanta Startup Podcast with sitting down with Rachel Wilson, who is the head of operations for Collab Capital. Thank you so much. And we will see you soon. Thank you, Mecca. Wonderful to be here. We're thrilled to have you as an Atlanta Startup Podcast listener to help you get the most out of the experience let me invite you to three insider opportunities from our host, Valor Ventures. First, want to be a guest on this amazing show? Reach out to our booking team at atlantastartuppodcast.com. Click on booking. It's a no-brainer from there. Are you raising a seed round? Valor definitely wants to hear from you. Share your startup story at valor.vc forward slash pitch. Are you a woman or minority-led startup? Valor's sister program, the Startup Runway Foundation, gives away grants to promising startups led by underrepresented founders. The mission of the Startup Runway Foundation is connecting underrepresented founders to their first investors. Startup Runway finalists have raised over $40 million. See if you qualify for one of these amazing grants at startuprunway.org. You can also sign up for our next showcase for free there. Let me let you go today with a shout-out to Startup Runway presenting sponsor, Cox Enterprises, and to our founding partners, American Family Institute, Truist, Georgia Power, Avanta Ventures, and Innovators Legal. These great organizations make Startup Runway possible. Thanks for listening today, and see you back next week.